A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to the town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day on, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm and has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord The solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary interrupts our reading from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John. In declaring that he is the bread of life, Jesus is trying to shift our focus from heaven to earth. I am the bread that came down from heaven. Although today's feast is focused on the end, with Mary's assumption into heaven, the feast does not lead us into heaven, but rather back to the earth. As Mary proclaimed in her Magnificat, God has remembered his promise of mercy, and this promise is being fulfilled in Mary. The assumption roots us in a very basic Christian attitude. Holiness is an in-body experience. Rather than seeing the body as an obstacle to holiness, this feast calls us back to the realization that we do not experience God apart from our humanness. God has a human face. In Jesus, the Word became flesh to open us to the presence of God in our human experience. This means that creation is good. Everything human is in principle good and to be brought to a good end. The whole of Mary's bodily life, from immaculate conception to dormition and assumption, was good, which means that in principle, ours is as well.
Karl Rahner, a Jesuit theologian at the Second Vatican Council, taught that we should think of the Assumption of Mary not so much as a special privilege of Mary, but as a foretaste or harbinger of our common destiny to enjoy eternal happiness with God as whole persons, body and soul. During the Council, the bishops decided to treat Mary in the final chapter of the Constitution on the Church, which describes the Blessed Virgin assumed into heaven as, quote, the image and first flowering of the Church, perfected in heaven. Likewise, Mary shines forth on earth as a sign of sure hope and solace for the pilgrim people of God, end quote. Mary is a model of faithful discipleship, and her assumption, a precursor of our own heavenly destiny. Just as Mary bore Jesus in her womb, now Mother Church bears Christ in her womb, the baptismal font, to give new birth to Christ each time a person comes to the font to be reborn in Christ. In Luke's Gospel, Mary is portrayed as the Ark of God. The angel Gabriel told Mary that the Spirit of God will overshadow her in the same way that the Ark of the Covenant is being overshadowed by the wings of the cherubim. James Allison points out that each year on the Feast of the Atonement, the high priest would emerge through the veil from the Holy of Holies in the temple, becoming in the process a temporary incarnation of the divinity. This provides the background imagery for the Annunciation. The Ark was one of the chief symbols of the presence of God with the people. The Ark contained the Ten Commandments, the words of God in stone. The womb of the Virgin contained Jesus, the Word of God made flesh. Mary is to be the real Holy of Holies, the real Ark bearing the covenant, the real tabernacle into which Moses could not go. In Revelation chapter 12, the first reading for the Assumption, the Ark is seen in heaven, juxtaposed with the woman clothed with the sun, the woman who gives birth to the word of God. Mary is truly seen as a new ark, the ark of the new and eternal covenant. When Elizabeth hears Mary's greeting, John the Baptist leapt for joy in her womb. The verb is the same verb that describes David dancing before the ark, in 1 Chronicles chapter 15. Faced with the ark, David said, Who am I that the ark of the Lord should come to me? Likewise, Elizabeth says to Mary, Who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? The ark traveled to the hill country of Judah to rest in the house of Obed-Edom. Mary traveled to the hill country of Judea to the home of Elizabeth. The ark remained in the house of Obed-Edom for three months. Mary remained in the house of her cousin Elizabeth for three months.
The ark returned to its sanctuary and eventually ends up in Jerusalem, where the presence and glory of God is revealed in the newly built temple. Mary returned home from visiting Elizabeth and eventually comes to Jerusalem, where she presents God the Son in the temple. In Jesus, the fullness of the divinity dwells bodily. Jesus is God made human, and so in Mary, the Ark of the New Covenant, God is fully present in space and time. Mary is the guarantee of the reality that God has become a human being, that God is present to his people, and this time for all time. Thus, the church lives in Christ on earth, still being transformed and assumed into eternal joy. The church announces the good news of God's saving deeds and the character of God's kingdom coming to full realization on earth through the agency of the Spirit in the church. The coming of the kingdom means the upending of the reign of death. In the words of Mary's Magnificat, it means the systems of oppression, greed, violence, and hatred will be cast down. The life of companionship, sharing goods, and the flourishing of the created order, begun in Mary's self-donation, brought to fruition in Jesus' mission, death, and resurrection, and ultimately brought to fullness through the Spirit-led mission of the Church, is celebrated today in this glorious late summer feast. In Mary's Assumption, we see what marvels God works in and through his most unworthy human servants. God will raise up in us the humanity that is reflected in Marian generosity and openness. Our souls are invited to see and proclaim with great joy the greatness of what God is doing in and through us.